big thing about walking your dog is you can't lose the walk at the start. You know, when you open the door to your house and your dog walks out, that first five yards, that first two yards is crucial. Who's leading there? So what I suggest you do is take a step two yards out of the house, turn around, come back in. Sounds weird, I know, but this is dog psychology. What you're saying is, if I say that's it, we're going back home, we're going back home. You make sure your dog understands you're in charge. Now there's lots more little tips and, and tricks to walking your dog, but that's the nitty gritty. That's the, that's the key piece. Welcome to the Doggy Dan podcast show, helping you unleash the greatness within your dog. Hi there, Doggy Dan with part five of this pup date series on how to transform your dog using the dog calming code. So this free series, we're on part five. If you haven't watched the first four parts, go and watch them or this won't make any sense at all. So what we've covered off so far is all about making sure your dog knows you're making the decisions inside the house. Now today I wanna to share with you how to kind of take that and replicate it outside. First of all, when you, you can't kind of lead from the back. You know, you can't be making the decisions from behind your dog where your dog's on a, on a lead pulling. Um, so the key to getting a dog who behaving outside, you know, whether it's a dog who's not barking, a dog who listens to you when you call them, a, a dog who's not trying to protect you and be aggressive, and a dog who's relaxed, who's basically playing and having fun. The key is making sure that they kind of relax and know you're making the decisions on the walk. Now, the key bit here is that when you leave the house, you want your dog to be calm and following you. I would say 99% of people who have trouble with a dog outside, they have a dog who pulls them out the front door or a dog who pulls them the whole walk. So what we're gonna focus on, I wanna give you a couple of really powerful ways to make, to transform this. Now, the first one, of course, is put the first four golden rules in place. If you haven't got those in place, you're gonna really struggle because you can't sort of say, hey, you're in charge to your dog, you're in charge, you make all the decisions. And then when you go for a walk, you can't suddenly go, oh, now I'm gonna be in charge. You gotta to listen to me. So put the first four rules in place. But the second thing is basically we do it all wrong when it comes to walking your dog. Here's what I mean by that. When we go for a walk, we tend to pick our dog's leads up. I'm generalizing here. But if you pick your dog's lead up and your dog on, the, on an energy scale of one to 10 goes from like a, a one to a four and you put the lead on the dog, you've rewarded your dog for getting excited. Now, if you then stand up and your dog gets more excited, you've rewarded your dog. If you then walk towards the front door, you're rewarding your dog for getting excited. If you then, if your dog's scratching at the door and you open the door, you've rewarded your dog and your dog's probably getting more and more excited. So your dog goes to level six and you open the door and they pull out, pull in front of you. They push out the door in front of you. They're at level seven and you carry on going. They're at level eight. Now, if you rewind this all the way back, I'm gonna sit down on this lovely log here. Now, if you rewind this, it, gosh, dog moved. <laughs> if you rewind this, what level on an energy scale of one to 10 do you want your dog to be? Probably a two or a three, maybe a one. You don't want your dog super excited. Right now, the world is in need of good dog trainers. People who care about dogs and people and have a method that actually works. That's why I put together the Dog Trainer Business Academy. 
a simple program for passionate dog lovers to achieve their dreams of being well-paid, helping dogs and people. This year, I'm looking to place a dog trainer in every city and town across the globe. But to do that, I need good people. So if you're interested in turning your passion into a profit, go to theonlinedogtrainer.com forward slash DTA to see if you're a fit. So you want your dog super calm at the park. You want the dog super calm when you're walking down the street. You want the dog super calm when you go down the garden path, when you come out the front door. So if you work it backwards, you actually want your dog to be calm. So if you start rewarding your dog when the dog's calm, they'll get the message and they'll learn. If you reward your dog for getting excited, they get more excited and it just ingrains that bad behavior. So here's the one thing that I really want you to focus on. You don't reward your dog. You don't move forward. You don't progress if your dog is excited. You pause, you postpone the walk, or you cancel the walk. Cancel being you don't go for a walk that day. That's pretty rare, pretty extreme. Postponing it is just like put the lead down, wait five minutes, try again in five, ten minutes time when your dog's a bit calmer. It'll make a huge difference. It might, might not. You don't have to do this for like weeks and weeks and months. It happens pretty quickly. And you've got to really feel into whether your dog needs a five-second pause or a postpone it for five minutes or five seconds or ten seconds. You just wait, pause. But you don't want to be constantly progressing when your dog is getting more and more excited. So that's, that's one of the key things regarding this walk. Because if you put that in place, and you put the first four rules in place, you're gonna have a dog who goes out the front door, calm on the leash, and then you're gonna suddenly say, hey, my dog listens to me more. He's calmer, he's playing, he's not being aggressive, he's not being protective, he's not running away, he's not chasing cars down the street, barking his head off. Now, the other big thing about walking your dog is you can't lose the walk at the start. You know, when you open the door to your house and your dog walks out, that first five yards, that first two yards is crucial. Who's leading there? So what I suggest you do is take a step two yards out of the house, turn around, come back in. Sounds weird, I know, but this is dog psychology. What you're saying is, if I say that's it, we're going back home, we're going back home. You make sure your dog understands you're in charge. Now there's lots more little tips and, and tricks to walking your dog, but that's the nitty gritty. That's the, that's the key piece. Of course, there's, there's loads more videos inside my training program of where I show you some of this stuff. But I mean, let me give you an example. There's also the structured and social walk. This is an important part. Structured is where you're saying I'm in charge to your dog. Social is where you're letting your dog have fun and play. So these dogs are both, this is social. They're both doing whatever they want. They're free. And you have to decide when it's structured and when it's social. You flip between the two, but it's your decision. So you walk your dog structured for maybe a couple of minutes. And then you can say, okay, go free. Now, they may still be on a long line, but you're letting them go and sniff and, and do their thing. And then you say, okay, walk or heal. That's structured. You don't want to mix and get confused and have the whole walk kind of structured, but it's really social because that means there was no time where you're actually saying, I'm in charge, you listen to me. You have to have a, a section of the walk, preferably at the start and the finish, but you need some of it to be structured where you're saying, you listen to me. Now, there's lots of different ways of getting your dog to walk next to you. You can use a treat sometimes, pat your thigh and say, walk, heal, make sure your dog actually understands what heal or walk means. You can do that at home. Another good trick is to turn, if your dog is in the left-hand side, on the left-hand side, you turn to your left and do a 360 turn. What I mean is don't turn to the right, turn to the left, turn in front of your dog, turn in front of your dog again, turn him around and carry on walking. Very simple exercise, but it cuts in front of your dog, it gets them to drop back. 
Barking, pulling on the leash, not coming when called, dog aggression, jumping all over people. No matter what your dog issue is, theonlinedogtrainer.com has helped tens and tens of thousands of people just like you. Once you know how, it's easy to have the dog of your dreams. To find out more, visit theonlinedogtrainer.com forward slash shop to discover how to stop all those unwanted behaviors today and to say thank you for listening. Use the code podcast and you'll get 20% the other thing, um, I mean, if your dog's on the right, it's the same thing. You turn to your right. If the dog's on the right, don't always turn to your left. Don't always make it easy for your dog. Turn in front of your dog. The other thing you can consider is what harness or lead or chain or whatever you're using. I don't like to use check chains or, or uh, uh, prong collars or that sort of stuff. I tend to use something called a, an easy walk harness or it's a front clip harness, the doggy Dan um, harness. And it's basically the best device. So the other thing you can do is consider the device you're using to walk your dog. Some people use prong collars. Some people use these devices where the dogs hate that thing on their face. If you're using one of those devices with straps around the muzzle and they hate it, I wouldn't use it. There's a device which I found to be far more effective and dogs absolutely love it. You can get it from me it's a front clip harness. There's other places you can get hold of them. Anything where there's a front clip harness, where the clip is on the front, the clip is not on the back. I'd say that the clip on the back harnesses are probably the worst type of harnesses you can use. So get one where the clip is on the front. Um, the Doggy Dan harness, that's, that's my one. And it stops the dogs from pulling. It really helps. So I think that's enough for today. Heaps to put in place. Practice your walking, put the first four golden rules in place. This is the fifth rule. And that, pretty much, those five rules will transform your dog. No matter what the problem is, I guarantee you'll see huge improvements. Many, many people have put this method in place, the dog calming code, and they say, wow, what you shared with me changed my dogs more than the thousands and thousands of dollars we spent over weeks and weeks where somebody was training our dogs you know, we didn't really get the results. So we got some results, but then it all went backward. This is permanent. This is not a Band-Aid fix. This is the real deal. I love dogs. The reason I do this is because I know how powerful this is. I know if you're watching this still and you're going, this makes sense. Oh yeah, it did when I watched it as well. I was like, somebody shared this method to me and I thought, this makes real sense. This is different. It's not just chicken and cheese. It's not electric shock collars. It's dog psychology. Our dogs are waiting for us to explain you know, what we want. But we have to do it using their language. You can't use just human language and expect them to get it. So put this all in place. And if you want to get to the videos, if you want to watch me putting this in place myself with, with many, many dogs, click on the link below. You can watch me putting it in place. But whatever you do, have a great day. Enjoy. And thank you for watching. Take care. I'm Doggy Dan. This is part five of this Pup Date series about transforming your dog using the dog calming coat. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That's it for another edition of the Doggy Dan Podcast Show. Please go to theonlinedogtrainer.com forward slash podcasts to find the show notes and a lot more information on this topic. Thanks for listening. To keep the show rolling, the best way you can help out is to like, follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify and YouTube, and wherever else you're listening to this. And if you want to get great snippets of dog training tips and tricks 
once a week, absolutely free, then sign up for my pup dates newsletter at the bottom of any page on the online dog trainer.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. Take care and have a great day with your dog. You've been listening to another episode of the Doggy Dan podcast show, bringing you one step closer to creating harmony with your dog. 